BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Never figured this out before we go live. <laughs> I know. It's just, that's just how it's going to be. We're just always going to be on the wrong sides until time comes where I'm here first. But anyway, <laughs> welcome to Tag Talk, guys. This is going to be my favorite Tag Talk in a long time. I am feeling like I'm not here in my brain. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? That's okay because I was going to feel this way anyway, regardless of my health. So here we are. I'm Kylie, this is Haley, and this Tag Talk, we're going to talk about Night of Champions a little bit, we're going to talk about Double or Nothing a lot of it, and it's going to be a lot of fun, because the Elite is, you know. Yeah, did something big happen yesterday or this weekend? Did like, it? Did it? I don't, I don't know. know. I, I feel know. like, listen guys, we're and we're going to talk a little bit about Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal and FTR, um, because I feel we like we're to. obligated. <laughs> we're obligated. Yeah. But it's also like, you know what? I feel like we can talk about whatever we want to talk about. And that's that. Uh, I did never queued up my We Are Live tweet. So I'm going to do that right now. But before I do that, we have a very, very generous super chat from our friend, Matt, who says, because of my business partners on the Fightful main channel, I'm not at liberty to say how awesome Haley and Kylie are. So who does Kenny enlist at Forbidden Door to deal with the BCC? This is an interesting thing to start with. So I thank you, first of all, for the super chat. And thank you also for bringing this up because... At the end of Double or Nothing, um, Kenny, this wasn't on the pay-per-view, but Kenny got on the mic and he basically said that he's going to bring in two non-AEW uh, friends to help them with the BCC. I think a lot of people assumed the BCC Elite Feud would be done at Double or Nothing. Haley and I did not. I don't yeah. remember when we talked about it, but we had a plan. Yeah. <laughs> and this was step one. <laughs> um, so, so Haley and I, no what we're doing but that's really really interesting because at the end of the show people were chanting abushi yeah um, and i think i think abushi is like basically yeah i mean that's the obvious choice for kenny omega but the, the fact that it's two non-aw friends um because for some reason don Callis needs uh someone opposite him <laughs> I, <laughs> I just a little bit of a segue um 
I was thinking about it last night after the show. I was just like brushing my teeth and I was like, you know what? Don Callis doesn't need to be in the BCC, but I love the idea of him having this inflated sense of self-importance and John Moxley just letting him tag along like a little puppy. <laughs> like, oh my God. Okay, Don, like, here we go. And Don's like, I'm so excited to be here. You're such a great wrestler, John. I just love that. I think it'd I'm be fun. to see them turn on him in the end. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I also love the uh, Takeshita just so casually. Listen, Haley, we have to tell. <laughs> I'm in a mood. Um, at the beginning of Double or Nothing, like literally, I, I didn't even hours before the Takeshita thing happened. Haley and I were like, "This cameraman is really sus." <laughs> we literally, I texted her because I was like, "There's something so weird about this," but like, I've seen him on like other pay-per-views and stuff before so I was like maybe it's the same person and I'm just like being cuckoo like literally crazy and I texted her and I was like listen you're gonna think I'm crazy but this cameraman is sus and she was like I was literally just saying that to my sister yeah it's true listen Listen, the the way he squatted down to film Adam Cole getting that fire extinguisher I was like that's suspicious (laughs) that is not how that cameraman moves and I know how that cameraman moves because I studied him closely when we all thought he was Claudio Mm -hmm. so I'm just saying and also I love that the cameraman reveal happened in a match with Claudio thought it was great but um, I think Ibushi back to the question I think Ibushi is like a shoe-in for that um, I don't know who else though. Like a lot of people saying Okada maybe because the BCC, um, well, Moxley and Claudia are teaming with uh, Shota Umino against Okada and company. So maybe Okada, that'd be kind of fun. But also, um, on New Year's, Omega and Okada team together. So that's yeah. true. And and it was a great match, first of all. Haley and I talked about it. If you want to go back and watch that. I mean, we talked about it. Of course we did. We would never miss something like that. Um, but I think it's, like, really interesting. And Double or Nothing, I mean, we'll talk about it. But I think Forbidden Door is going to be an excellent show mm-hmm. because there's a lot of talent that were injured last year who aren't. And so I think we're going to have some fun with it. But thank you for the question. If you guys have a question or a comment or something that you want read on air, make sure to submit a super chat. Uh, we'll read them. We're just going to have a good time and vibe today. Uh, we're going to talk about BTE a little bit. We're going to talk about Night of Champions specifically, you know, the bloodline. And then we'll get into Double or Nothing. And what a controversial show Double or Nothing was. Oh, listen, you guys, before we get there, I just want to say, Jen, and like, if you guys watch the show, you probably know I wasn't really that excited. There were a couple of matches that I wanted to see, but like overall the card, I was like, this is not for me, you know? And I was watching the show, and I'm like, man, <laughs> am I just being sour, or is this, like, not for me? Like, I don't know yeah. what's going on. I just couldn't get into it. Like, I don't know if it's just because the crowd wasn't mic'd up right, like it hasn't been lately, or what it was, but I was just not into it. But then you know what? The House of Black, the acclaimed, the women's match, Jade and Taya really turned it around for me. So we'll, we'll talk about that later, but I just had to say that. <laughs> you know what? We should start with Night of Champions and then do BTE yeah. and AW at the same time. So yeah. Night of Champions. I'm gonna be honest, guys. I do not watch Saudi Arabia shows. Um, I just can't get through them. Yeah. It's my own personal thing. But I did go and I watched this angle, which if you um I don't remember which tag talk it was, 
But in the past, Haley and I had talked about how weird it was for Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa to be challenging for the titles. And I still felt it was weird. And I think the weirdness came through in this match. But we're starting to see the cracks in the bloodline. Finally, it's not the angle I had hoped for. Because yeah. I, think, I think we had all hoped um, for the end of the bloodline to, one, more heavily involve Sammy. And he was there, but he's not there. You know what I mean? And two, I thought that Roman losing the belt was going to turn him into some like brutal dictator type thing. And that was is where we would get that. But we didn't. But this was okay. It was fine. It did its job. I'm excited to see where we go from here with Jimmy uh, and Roman. I just, I don't know. The bloodline has just been coasting for so long that I'm hesitant to buy into it. You know what I mean? I mean, I kind of am. Is that bad to say? Like, I feel like for such a long time it was stale for me. Like, it got really old really fast. And then, yeah. you know, Sammy came along and it was like a breath of fresh air into the angle. And then I was like, eh, okay. But listen, this, I was swerved, okay? I I was like, you know, it has to be Jay. Like, it's going to be Jay. And it was not Jay. Jimmy yeah. kicked Roman. I was so shocked. <laughs> and I don't know if that's like me being naive, but listen I didn't expect it but I kind of like it yeah and I, I like a little bit of unpredictability in predictability my bad in my wrestling angles also if you hear an ice cream truck you're not crazy there's an ice cream truck outside of my house right now it's summer in Florida that's what you do but back to wrestling um I'm interested to see where it goes from here because the whole Cody Brock thing I think a lot oh. of people enter when like their fantasy booking you know the bloodline Cody and Brock is so central to a lot of people's theories about where we go. Um, Cody beats Cody beats Roman at WrestleMania next year, but like they're in two different islands. Like Cody's on a different brand, yeah. so there's all these obstacles to get through. And I, there's a lot of ways they could go with the end of the Bloodline. If they end the Bloodline, they could totally keep the Bloodline going. That's like totally plausible. Um, I'm not sure it'd be the best route, but they could. Uh, I just, Roman being champion for the next year, basically. It's only been a month since WrestleMania, which is wild. But uh, I don't know. I'm like, we're walking on thin ice, I feel like. <laughs> because I to me, they had a shoe and angle ending at WrestleMania. They had so much they could do with it. And they didn't. So now I'm like, oh, I'm so iffy about it. I'm excited because I love the Usos not being little lap dogs. If, you know, and, you know, Solo Sokoa is there and he's teaming with Roman, which is, of course, great. There's just other things in WWE that I think I like more. Which That's sucks. Fair. And, like, I understand the hesitation because, like, I'm kind of in the same spot. Like, I feel like you mm -hmm. just get burned a lot, um, especially with WWE storylines. Yeah. But, I don't know, I kind of, I kind of like what we've seen so far and how uh, this is going. Uh, obviously, we'll see what happens on, you know, SmackDown and stuff. But um, I don't know, like something about Jay, like Jimmy forcing Jay to have to pick between his brother and Roman is really interesting. Um, yeah. Because Jimmy was like, I'm doing something that like you couldn't do. And like, I don't know. I just I think that that's really interesting. I like that. Yeah, and we don't often, at least in this current uh, era of WWE, we don't get these kind of stories. 
these, you know, relatable emotional stories. I think a lot yeah. of WWE stories are, um, if they do touch on sort of real issues, they're a little bit more lighthearted to suit the audience that watches WWE. So I'm excited about it. Um, I am, maybe I'm not so much, I'm not down on the bloodline. Maybe I'm a little bit down on Roman Reigns. I'm still a little bit bitter about WrestleMania. But regardless, also, listen, I'm going to be straight up honest. And we're not going to harp on Cody for a long time. But what are we doing? I Broken arm storyline? I just, I don't like it. And I, the Cody needs adversity thing. Now they're giving him fake broken arms to give him adversity. Oh boy. It's a, it's just a lot. It's, it's certainly a thing. It is. It's Cody verse. It's so Cody verse. Yeah. And the Cody lives for this kind of stuff. But like someone needs to look him in the eye and tell him, Cody, this is a little bit too far. <laughs> you're going to fake a broken arm. This is, it's 2023. It's not, oh my God, this is going to be so offensive to people. It's 2023. It's not 1980. Like we've come a long way. Um, so I don't know. And Brock though, Brock was great at night of champions. Um, overall WWE and, and AEW, I would say are in like a weird kind of middle crossroads area. No pun intended. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you said that, you know, because a lot of people were telling you specifically that like, you know, to keep the same energy about AEW and WWE. And look, oh, you're doing that. it. You're doing Listen, it. You guys follow me on Twitter. Last <laughs> week, there were so many people telling me that I was like letting AEW slide. And I was letting AEW get away with things that I shouldn't. And I'm like, who do you think I am? Do you watch my shows? Like, not just Tag Talk. Things, like, even if you don't watch Tag Talk or any other podcast or anything you do, like, you're very public about it online. So, yeah. I don't know. It's funny. I don't know. It's a little bit weird. But overall, <laughs> I think Night of Champions was a good show. I don't like Saudi shows. I don't necessarily appreciate that they're there. But I do think Triple H's era makes the most of it because they're obligated to be there. They do what they have to do. They get in. They get out. Good. That's all I have to say. <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> about yeah. That's fine. But you know what we did get today is a new episode of BTE. And I have to say, I was excited. I was like, you know, what are we going to get this week? Um, And and we did get some things, a lot of Dark Order stuff in this episode, which I was really excited about. Me too. And Best Friends. Yes! Yes! (laughs) Dark Order are basically trying to find a way to kind of reinvent the dark order and they're recruiting again and they attempt to recruit the best friends and the best friends are like well we already have this group like we Mm -hmm. have orange we have chris we have chaos in japan like we have all of these things like do you want all of us and the dark order is basically like yes (laughs) like we want all (laughs) of you and they're like well no but they that's not going to stop the dark order they are heavily pursuing best friends and i think that's interesting. Yeah, I think because they're both kind of both groups, I should say, are kind of goofy, but yeah. in two different ways. Yeah. Um, I think they're just like a, a match made in heaven for being the elite. I don't know if it translates to actual, you know, AW story stuff. I wish it would because I think it'd be a lot of fun. And I think um, trios wise, I think that's, you know, a shoe and five star trios match with yeah. those 
that group. Uh, I do, and I've said it for like a long time. I feel like Dark Order needs to recruit just because Stu is in ROH doing stuff, not really in AW, and then it's just three. But it's like they don't do trio stuff really, and they're just kind of there. So I'm excited for it. And I hope that if not trios, I hope that we see both groups in the tag division. Because yeah. if this weekend showed anything, it's that the AW tag division is in a rough, rough, rough spot. Um, the FTR uh, Jarrett Lethal match was, it was a sleeper until the end uh, yeah. with the guitars and Karen Jarrett and, you know, all that. Um, I mean, I will say, listen, Karen Jarrett really carried this match. Okay. Like, like she really, she, she carried it. I, I'll just say, did. I'm going to give her her flowers. She did. <laughs> and I appreciated it because it needed it. Yeah, we uh, did. It wasn't, and here's the thing, and just like overall Double or Nothing thoughts. Um, I don't feel like Double or Nothing was a dumpster fire of a show. Yeah. And a lot of people have said it was. I think, and you know, in retrospect, going back and watching, uh, I could see what they were trying to do with a lot of things. They're trying to be a little bit different. They're trying to um, experiment with new things, probably because the collision show is coming and they're trying to figure out where stylistically the shows will be who will be where, all that sort of stuff. But the show didn't feel like AEW until Jade Cargill. Mm -hmm. And that's a problem to me because you can't have... AEW's always been variety, but it's always felt like AEW regardless of what it was. But you can't have this stuff if, let's say, FTR does and Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal do this stuff all the time and it's on Collision. Collision is going to look really different from Dynamite. So it's... And I think the crowd reactions kind of, you know, prove that. So Forbidden Door is going to be really interesting. The lead up to Forbidden Door in terms of that. Yeah, and you know, I can appreciate AEW always wanting to kind of push the envelope and do really creative things on their pay-per-views and really send the fans home with, uh, really happy with like a really good show. But I feel like the first half of the pay-per-view was a little overbooked. No yeah. pun intended. It was very clunky. <laughs> Fightful overbooked? <laughs> um, it was very clunky. Um, and it was just kind of hard to get into. But like you yeah. said, it really picked up with Jade and Taya and that whole thing. Which yeah. I, have my, I have my thoughts on, but that's for a different show. <laughs> yes. But back to being the elite. We had Dark Order, we had Best Friends, and we had the Elite, who I loved their little backstage segments looking all sad and <laughs> and lonesome. Hangman at the airport looking sad and lonesome was interesting. Um, I don't know where... Okay, so I, I'm presuming that the Elite stay feuding with the Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah. I And, you know, Kenny Omega and his mystery friends, whoever that might be. Which, are they Kenny Omega's friends, or are they friends of the Elite? That's a great question. Like, are are we being thrown off know. course? Like, is it not? Yeah. Like, Does Hayden have friends that... Are we being gaslit? <laughs> is this Bro? psychological? Oh, there we go. You were frozen <laughs> for a sec. You were frozen on mine. Oh, oh we're back, though. They want us to stop, see? I know. I know. Every time we go live, there's always. But, I know. It's just, 
it's, it's anyway legal out here anyway <laughs> finish what you were saying I wasn't saying anything you were talking oh oh well I mean I guess I'll come up with something then what's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket outsourcing business tasks you hate what about selling with Shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I wasn't, <laughs> I don't remember what I was saying. Uh, like... Are they Kenny's friends or are the elites friends? Are they the elites friends? Oh yeah. Men have you know. Yeah, because I feel like it's, the story being that the elite are back together and like totally fine is yeah. cool. But I I think that I think that there's still tension there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd like them to explore that internally as the elite. Uh, and I think some of I think there were teases of that in the match, uh, the Anarchy in the Arena. You know, Hangman accidentally hitting Kenny, some t- um, communication issues, so on in the match. So I'm excited about that part. And I think on being the elite, they definitely alluded to that. I did expect more um, f- about the elite in being the elite, uh, but regardless, Dark Order and best friends doing things, doing things together. I'm so here for it. And I'm I'm really excited. Like it, double or nothing was it was mid, but like moving forward, there's so many incredible things that they can do. Uh, speaking of incredible things, I just wanted to shout out House of Black and the acclaimed oh. and Billy Gunn because the entire show. Um, and I tweeted this a couple times, and I texted it to um, Haley. We're in a group chat. I was texting her in the group chat, and I was like, "Where's House of Black?" Like the <laughs> like the show was lagging, and I was like, mm, "Where's House of Black?" where's julia (laughs) no but they i'm i'm telling you when they came out and the acclaim came out i was like okay they're gonna change the direction of the show and they and they started to and i don't know i just i was really down about the acclaims losing the titles for a long time i felt like they didn't need to at the time but you know i feel like they don't need the titles they're they're over um Fans love them, and they're they were the perfect um, act to throw in that spot because I feel like a lot of people were tuning out, going to sleep, literally. <laughs> yeah, this crowd. So it. Um, I think if you watched at home, the crowd was like quiet. Yeah. Oh no! This is ridiculous. What is happening to us? No. Okay, am I back? Yes. Okay. Uh, 
I know, I know, guys. I know. I don't know what's going on. It's My Wi-Fi is when there's like bad storms in Florida. Like I feel like you yeah. have the internet when there's tornadoes. Then you this do is this is like my life, guys. This is what we put up with. But I was just saying, um, I think if you watched at home, the Double or Nothing crowd was like quiet and not great. There were people who were actually there who said that their section was super, super loud um, and super energetic and what have you. But there were also people who said that it was really quiet and not a great crowd. So I don't know actually how good the crowd was, if they were mic'd poorly, if they were just bad. I don't know. But I think a lot of matches really did suffer because of the crowd, yeah. to be honest. But the acclaimed, when the acclaimed's music hit and Max Caster did his rap, that rap, <laughs> that rap was a lot. There was so much. Like he would say something, and I would giggle, and then he would say something, and it would get worse. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I should be laughing. <laughs> like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> but you know what? I'm here for it because we needed it. We did. Uh, but the match was really good. Uh, the acclaimed were great as always. House of Black was great as always. I am ready for the House of Black though to get like a real serious feud for Forbidden Door, and I would like to see that established Wednesday because mm-hmm. uh, we don't have a whole lot announced for this Dynamite. But I'm hoping that we'll just like because the show, I mean, the pay per view was kind of mid, and people know it was kind of mid. I'm hoping they really go all out for Dynamite and make a great show and really, really get the ball rolling on a lot of things. So I'm hoping house of black falls into the category of getting the ball rolling, especially with collision coming up in a few weeks and house of black is, you know, on the posters for collision and whatever. I, I think we need to get, we need to get some stuff planned. If we're going to have a new show, it has to have things. You can't just, you know, throw CM Punk out there and be like, Hello, this is Collision. It's CM Punk. And then we'll just figure out stories from there. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I guess I'm I'm kind of feeling the same about the tag division as well. Um, because I was under the assumption that Aussie Open would eventually uh, yeah. take the titles off of FTR and they would stay on Dynamite and whatever. But are they moving to Collision? Like, what's happening? I don't know. Yeah, we're definitely going to need some clarity. And I don't know how they'll do it. Uh, I don't. We don't need, like, a draft situation. Uh-huh. But we do need, like, some indication of who is going to be Dynamite, who is going to be Collision. Because if they're doing a brand split, I would like to know what I'm getting on Wednesday and what I'm getting on Saturday. Like, I, sh- I don't want to have to tune in and, like, tally off. Okay, like, I'm taking attendance, like a teacher. Okay, I'm here. Oh, there's the Young Bucks. I don't have to do that. So uh, maybe like a just just a graphic or maybe like on the AW roster website, like something that says dynamite collision, whatever, something because we need it. But I'm excited about it. I House of Black and FTR are in this weird spot where they feel directionless. Um, yeah. And that's scary because they're your champions. Yes. And and major stars too. Like we're not talking about like some low card yeah. rando. Like this is FTR and ha- the House of Black. So we need direction there. I, like it's weird to me. Um, it's like Double or Nothing was definitely like two completely different shows. Like <laughs> at the end, you had these incredible stories with you know Chris Statlander returning, and you know Jade being dethroned and going off and I'm. 
presuming she's going to work with someone, you know, up on the card. I don't know. I don't know if Jade goes to collision or not. I've been thinking about it for a few days. I really don't know. Um, but regardless, I'm presuming she's maybe she'll get involved with the homegrown thing. I have no idea. But she's gone to bigger and better things. And then you had the Pillars match. The Pillars match was excellent. Uh, it coming out of that, you have MJF still champion, but like a lot of stories there. Like they have direction. Those people have direction. And the, you know, the Elite House and BCC, like that's AEW. Like that is their mainstay. That's their bread and butter is that feud. So of course they have direction. Um, but it's like so many people who are important just are just there. Like it's, and I don't want to be too overly critical about this show because at the end of the day, it wasn't awful, but this dynamite has a lot of work to do to like fill in some gaps. I think. I agree. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of it and I don't want to blame the elite, but I feel like a lot of it may have been due to that kind of feud and like getting them back on track, getting that story back on track um, and the stuff with Hangman. Like, I feel like maybe that is what kind of took up a lot of uh, time, but I hope now that that the first phase of that is kind of out of the way. um, We get back on track now. I just want to address this. Um, They said to be a soft brand split and the titles will be free flowing. Well, yeah, the titles free flowing thing has been, you know, the idea floating around for like since collision was rumored but if you're gonna have champions they have to have feuds and you can i in my idea my opinion it's a bad idea to have feuds going back and forth between dynamite and collision that are the same feuds like if i don't know Britt baker is feuding with tony storm she doesn't need to be featured on both shows if that makes sense like the beauty of collision is that you get more you don't get just get dynamite again you know what I mean? And it's like Rampage too. Like that to me, that yeah. would almost feel like a baby Rampage. Like they already have that where kind of the dynamite stories flow over onto Rampage a lot of the time. Yeah. So I just feel like collision has to be like its own thing. Yeah, that that's what I was getting at, is that we need structure there. Mm-hmm. Um and I think I think double or nothing proved that we need structure. Um but overall the tag was like fine. The trios was fine. But it's not like it's not what I'm used to from AEW. And just looking back at tag matches or tag title matches, sorry, and trios feuds uh, from the last two years or so, we're like those are clear deficits in AEW. And I don't know, I don't know what the problem is. And like uh, Haley and I talked about this on Twitter. Um, it feels like the show. With, apart from the Battle Royal, which was excellent, highly recommend, loved it. It feels like the show was front-loaded with matches that people were already iffy about, about the story and the booking and everything. And then the end was great. But it's who whoever paced the card, like, there, there's problems there. And even matches that I expected to maybe not deliver but be fine, like Chris Jericho and Adam Cole, didn't interest me at all. Like, they dragged... And I love Adam Cole. I just, I really couldn't, I, no. Yeah. And it's going to continue because on Dynamite, we're getting a mixed tag, (laughs) which is Chris Jericho and Soraya versus Adam Cole and Britt Baker, which why we're continuing it, I don't know. Um, It's, 
kind of annoying, to be honest. I don't necessarily understand why it's happening, but apart from the fact that Chris Jericho loves his feuds to go on six months past when they should end. <laughs> um, it's true. It's true. It and is. it's like, I, I like mixed tags because yeah. I, I think they, you know, we never really get to see, you know, men and women in AW working together yeah. like that. But it's also like, I'm done with it. Like, okay, Britt Baker, she's going to get a kendo stick and she's going to beat Chris Jericho. I saw it already. Honestly, though, I really, I like, I want to see more of Britt like that. Like, I like, kind of liked it. Yeah, like, I kind of liked the tease of that. Like, I, I don't know. It's And it's interesting because um, I definitely do think we're still going for a, a hater Britt Baker split. They've been teasing Brit's jealousy. We're still going there, even though um, Jamie Hitter lost the title and she was, she's injured. Apparently she's, you know, been beat up for a long time. I still think we're going there. Uh, I don't know how, how they'll pull it off. I don't know what the story will be, but it, that would be an interesting little wrinkle in Britt Baker's character. If she's just like insane. <laughs> I agree. Um, and I agree with the Jamie and Brit stuff. I feel like I've been on that horse for like, a year, a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> and every time I think they're going to pull the trigger, I'm like, oh, they're going to do it. Like, she's going to turn. And they never do. But this time, I feel like maybe. Because <laughs> I feel like it's the biggest women's match they could do. It um, is. Especially at All In, you know? Yeah, it, it definitely is. And I don't know what, like, looking ahead, I don't know what the resolution is to the Outcasts versus Homegrown story. Um, presumably blood and guts, but now I feel like the elite black bull combat club is going to blood and guts. And are we going to do, we could do yeah. double blood and guts. I'd be here for it. You could like start the show with the women and end the show with the men. Like we could totally do double yeah. blood and guts. I'd be here for it. Um, but with Tony storm as champion, I think I almost expect there to be issues within the outcasts, um, especially from Soraya. Because she picked Tony Storm to be in the Outcast, and now Tony Storm is the champion and not Soraya. So I expect there to be issues there. Um, and of course, you know, Britt and Jamie have issues. And then also, like, where are all the other homegrown people? Where are they at? <laughs> Just occasionally pop up. Like, it's like, hi, I'm Sky Blue. And then she's gone. Yeah. She's like, I'll only help That's you this one. Honor. And she's like, I gotta go. My promo time and my matches. Like, and, and Willow's like, oh, I gotta go to do New I Japan gotta go to champ things, you know? I got, I got things to, I got obligations. I got things to do. <laughs> <laughs> they got to sort that out. They got to figure out who's going to be where, but I wouldn't be opposed to it. Double fun and guts. The more I think about it, uh, I think it'd be, I think it'd be a little bit of a fun thing, but the women's division isn't a good spot. I think overall um, in terms of the talent they have and the direction they're going, I think both titles have mm-hmm. uh, after double or nothing. I should say both titles have progressed, especially the TBS title. Like, we're finally getting movement there. So, I'm excited. I'm into it. I'm not into the mixed tag. I guess that's my final thought <laughs> on that. I'm the same. And, you know, not to keep, like, harping on the women's division, but mm-hmm. I feel like for a long time, we were kind of, like, down on them. You know what I mean? Like, it just yeah. it wasn't it wasn't connecting with us, whatever. But they're in a really good spot right now, and I'm excited to kind of see where they go from here especially with jade um yes i thought she looked fantastic i loved her gear loved her entrance i think that this defense was probably her best defense uh in her reign period and i think it was 
the best of both the matches that she had with Taya. So yeah, I'm excited to see where uh, they go with Jade. Yeah, I definitely thought this was probably her best match in AEW. Yeah. I loved this match, but we're in a good spot. Um, I kind of so FTR at the end of their match, they go backstage for some reason. They run into Bullet Club Gold harassing Ricky Stark. <laughs> And they defend Ricky, and I have thoughts, but I want to hear your thoughts first. Well, my, well, I guess I should, okay. So, <laughs> so after the match, I was like, okay, is somebody going to come out? Like, are we going to get something here or no? Um, and we didn't, but I was like, I was looking ahead to kind of Forbidden Door and like what they could do there. And, like, Carly and I were talking about it, and I was like, okay, but what if they pull from Impact and do um, Ace and Chris Bay? Like, I would love to see that match. Yeah. And then, like, and then they go backstage, and there's Bullet Club Gold, and I'm like, Bullet Club adjacent? Like, Bullet Club versus Bullet Club? Like, I don't know. I, now I have a wide range of thoughts. Um, Shout out to Kate. We love Kate. Oh. You never do well. You lead us exactly year. where we're supposed to be. The best episode we've ever done was the episode last week when Kate. I love to watch it, guys. It's almost two hours, but like once Kate comes in, it's like chaos and madness. It's anarchy on Fight Flow Overbooked. <laughs> um, but I'm. Look, Bullet Club Gold is really. It's, I'm a little like concerned because I I do think the impact thing is interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't like the Bullet Club Gold name, but I. In, from the battle royal, I, they were they made it pretty far, but they didn't make it to where I thought they would. Oh yeah, um, I thought that like Jay would be the last one. Oh yeah, if not, if I thought Swerve, I predicted Swerve would win it because yeah. I think they're really high on him. Um, but I expected Jay to be there, but he mm -hmm. wasn't. So I'm not sure that he's still feuding with Ricky Starks. I guess um, I'm not sure where FTR fits into it, and I don't want Ricky to get overshadowed by FTR. Yeah. In some weird, you know, Bullet Club Gold FTR feud. I don't want him to be, like, the side piece to that. Um, and I'm not sure. I just don't know. And it's... I love Bullet Club Gold versus FTR because I think that is an infinitely better feud than some of the other options they have, like Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. <laughs> um, but it's... Uh, the setup is, like... I don't... It's... I guess it's this angle this with Ricky. Yeah. That's what's really tripping me up. Um, and I get it. I and Haley and I have, you know, both talked about this. I really do think that FTR versus Aussie Open was the goal, especially with Aussie Open being signed. Um, of course, you know, that didn't happen. Um, so this is like a, a nice little second best, I guess. There's like New Japan vibes with it. I just poor Ricky. Poor Ricky. Like Jay White versus Ricky Starks is a better feud for Ricky Starks and Jay White, I think. I agree. Um, and then it, like, it begs the question of, like, okay, is it going to be a trios thing? Like, do we see ELP then? Because there were there were teases of, of that online. Like, is that the direction that we're going? I don't know. Yeah, and it's, I don't know. I trust the process because these are all, like, super talented guys. And I don't mm -hmm. feel like there's any weak links. And I think if anybody's going to make sure he doesn't get overshadowed in this feud, it's Ricky. Oh, yeah. uh, I just don't 
I don't see the connection between FTR and Ricky besides FTR being like, you know, little country gentleman <laughs> saving poor Ricky. I don't know. Um, I guess that's where we're going. I don't know. But ultimately, I do think Bullet Club, uh, I think, has faded from the consciousness of a lot of North American wrestling fans. Yeah. And Bullet Club Gold is a, a little strange. Bullet Club and Impact is a little strange. <laughs> but if we can tie it together somehow and we can make it work at Forbidden Door, then it doesn't matter that Bullet Club is lame in Japan because Bullet Club isn't lame in North America. And we can just pretend. <laughs> Period. Period. Why not? But I also well, wanted to bring up, uh, while we're kind of talking about Bullet Club Gold, we also kind of saw a little bit of um, Jay versus Penta. And I was like, man, that'd be such a good match, the Lucha Bros versus yeah. Bullet Club Gold. That'd be so good. Yeah, the Lucha Bros, um, I think there's a lot of mileage in the Lucha Bros, uh, as, you know, in Ring of Honor, of course. But I think it, they're, and it's so weird because they've had a lot of really great matches in AW. Yeah. But I think in terms of actual stories that are the Lucha Bros and not Death Triangle, like they, they apart from the Young Bucks, like the Lucha Bros haven't had a defining feud. You know what I mean? They, I think they're long overdue for something. Their tag title run was, I think, it was fine. But I think that they're due for something, you know, really substantial. I think they really have been forgotten about in the tag division. At FTR Lucha Bros, that's a great match. And I think that could be a great feud. Um, Bullet Club Lucha Bros. I think you get a lot of unique matchups out of that. There's a lot of ways they could go with it. But I think ultimately what the Battle Royal proved is that AEW is so stacked with talent that there's no excuse for Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal to get another shot at the next pay-per-view. <laughs> if they get another tag title shot at the next pay-per-view, a trio shot at the next pay-per-view, a TNT title shot, and an international title shot, I don't care what it is. If they are in a title picture, again, I'm going to lose my mind. I am going to go actually crazy. I'll be in, I'll just be like catatonic. Like, I'll just be dead. Like, I cannot do it again. And, like, Kylie and I were joking about it, um, but I was like, man, if Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal win, I don't think we're going to be able to come back to Tag Talk. Like, I think tomorrow's episode may be the last and we're going to have to retire. I, I, I tweeted that if they won, we were retiring. <laughs> we were done. If I had to come on here and talk about Jeff Jarrett winning the AW World Tag Team titles in 2023, I would have retired. I would have signed in my letter of resignation. I would have called Jeremy Lambert. And retired. It would have been true. I was like, there's no way. And listen, there were a couple near falls where I was like, no way. You really no had way. for a sec. <laughs> I was like, no chance. No chance. But FTR winning is the, like, the right choice. And I'm oh, glad yeah. they did. But like, I was scared. I'll admit, guys. I was scared. I was scared for a little bit. Um, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal have no business being AW Tag Team Champions. <laughs> Especially when we just got through the title reign of the guns. Like, if we went guns, FTR, Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, like, that would have been, like, my last straw. I, <laughs> I would have just, I would have quit wrestling. I would go watch NWA. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'd be like, I have my A day, <laughs> I think... 
Absolutely not. I got my I would have called Billy Corgan and been like, hey, you know some wrestling I can watch? Because I cannot watch Jeff Jarrett. Listen, I've had beef with Jeff Jarrett since I was a toddler. I just, there's something about him. I just feel like the animosity is there. <laughs> so what what she's saying is we're never going to have uh, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal's guests on Tech Talk. Listen, if, the, if, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I could confront him on camera. Like, Jeff Jarrett. No. I'll, I'll have my whiteboard under my desk. I'll make, like, a list of offenses. No. Also, Kate, no, I'm not okay. That's the that's the reason that <laughs> I'm not okay. But, um, he, I think Jeff Jarrett is less okay. That's, that's listen. Okay. And, and Kate was the one who yesterday on Twitter said Jeff Jarrett is, like, human ambient. <laughs> so, you don't get to talk. Um. Uh, but yeah, I did buy into a lot of the near falls. It was like an okay match. And I'll have to go back and rewatch it because the entire time I was like so annoyed that it's Jeff Jarrett. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is Jeff Jarrett. And I spent more time on Twitter talking to Haley than I did watching the match. <laughs> I did. I was like, and, and Kate, I talked to Kate a little bit too. But I'll have to go back and rewatch it. But FTR, um, and I guess if you compare FTR this time last year to FTR now, it's like... There's some it's I don't really know. night and day. Like yeah, I don't know. Like I don't know what the problem is. Like their music hits and they get a pop, of course, but it's not like last year's pops that they were yeah. getting. And I think Forbidden Door is a great place to revitalize a lot of people in AW. Um, I said on Twitter, I think Ethan Page should get like a good singles yes. opponent for Forbidden Door, really get and hook, really get like these undercard guys going to fill in spots, especially if you're gonna have a new show. Um, they really need, you know some mid-card stars. And I think FTR is in that spot. I don't know, like, Aussie Open is, like, the, the hole-in... That's, like, the hole-in-one. That's, like, the match for them. Yeah, and they I need just, to give Kyle Fletcher something, too. I know, but it's, like, okay, if not Aussie Open, who... I mean, Bullet Club Gold, but, like, they're not New Japan. That's not Forbidden Door. That's why I said Impact, but... I, but I, Look, because we we sat here last year and we put on our clown shoes and we were like, <laughs> like we're going to have all these promotions. Like, it's going to be AEW, it's going to be Impact, it's going to be New Japan, it's going to be Stardom, it's going to be all of these companies working together. And that's not what we got. And I feel like I need to be realistic about it, but I also can't shake the thought of the Bullet Club. And it's the weirdest thing because... I think I think it's because the elite are back together that we're just like, oh my god, Bullet Club. Like, oh, where's like, where's Tomatonga? Like, we have unfinished business with Tomatonga and the elite, and like most of the Bullet Club and the elite. Um, and maybe that's where they go. Maybe they do some like Bullet Club configuration. Um, maybe the elite and Adam Cole. I don't know, but we're like fantasy booking Forbidden Door now. <laughs> Um, that's a that's another episode. <laughs> that's another episode. We'll talk about that like more towards Forbidden Door. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know this Ricky Starks angle. I'm I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt. The um the Hardys came and that was the Hardys and Hook, which was a weird matchup. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, Ethan Page and the Guns, which oh my god. But if that match proved anything, it's that Hook and Ethan Page are single stars. Um, Absolutely. I do have unfinished business with Tomatonga, Kate. I do. That's a headline. 
Jeremy, run it. <laughs> just like one, just Tamatanga. Listen, I do. There's so many wrestlers that like they offend me so personally that I just push them from my mind and like the wounds fester. But I do think back, back to Ethan Page. I do think <laughs> Ethan Page is so underrated. Yeah. And I'm excited. I'm excited. And I know, you know, Zack Sabre Jr., Danielson is, you know, the match, the technical showcase match. But if Danielson is, you know, doing something else, I think Hook, Zack Sabre Jr. is a good little match. I'd be into it. I'm just saying. And I feel like that'd be a really good test for Hook, too. Yeah. I think Hook is, like, long overdue for something like that. Yeah, he hasn't had a, a, like, long extended feud like that. and He he hasn't. And it's... It's really a shame because I feel like Hook should have ad- I feel like he should have advanced, you know, past where he is now. Not that I feel like he's overrated because I think mm-hmm. Hook is an incredible talent and, you know, his debut and hit that rookie run he had incredible. But like AW needs to do something now. You can't just you can't just keep putting Hook in matches and letting him be cool and then just be like, "Oh, like you had Hookhausen and you had like, Jungle Hook. You have all these yeah. things like people are proving to you that Hook is a draw. Hook is a star. The women love Hook. Everybody loves Hook. Give him something. Please. Yeah. We are and, you legging. Know, like, it is not rocket science. No. I feel like, and we're not even asking for, like, crazy things for no. AEW, which is the wild thing. Like, like, that's the wildest part of this all, is that AEW used to just give you what you asked for, and now it's like they're fighting the crowd for things. It's like, the crowd does not want this thing. And Tony Khan is like, oh, but I do. So we're just going to do it. And I'm like, Stop. Yeah, it's giving very the other company. Vibes. Very the other company. Quotes. That's a headline. <laughs> it's giving very the other company. <laughs> Haley's Double or Nothing review. It's giving very the other company. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I do think AW fans can be dramatic. I can be absolutely. Dramatic. I'm Haley, one of them. Haley can be dramatic. Like it, it is what it is. But I also feel like this there's some weird stuff. Some weird, you know, stuff happening in AW that they need to fix. But it's not like it's not crazy. Like I don't think the pay-per-view overall is bad. I think I ending with the elite. Like, AW is dead because they put on a mid-pay-per-view. Like they can definitely fix it and they'll be fine. Yeah. And I think if anything, the main event the anarchy in the arena which we could talk about now yeah. uh the elite black bull combat club which are the stars of aew for being completely honest that proved that aw is fine the crowd was super into it aw knows what to do and it's stuff like that and stuff like um jade and taya and oh, they just have to do it you just have to do that i did love and i know Haley's gonna want to talk about this I, there were shades when kenny and hangman were in the ring and they were you know wrestling as a tag team they're shades of kenny and abushi like they were they were doing a lot of things that kenny used to do with abushi and a lot of like um golden lovers-esque things that i am now uh, i don't know if abushi's going to aw i don't know if he's going to show up i don't know if he's the friend that kenny is talking about but clearly he's on kenny's mind that's what i'm going to say yeah and I don't know, the more bang for your buck vibes, like, I, that's literally one of my favorite moves in wrestling. I love more bang for your buck. But anyway, Anarchy in the Arena. Um, I wanted to add, the beginning 
of this match was crazy. The music, so much chaos at once. Listen, a great example of what my ADHD brain is like in real life. Like the music playing and all the chaos, that's what my ADHD is like. It, I could not focus. <laughs> it was way too much. Like <laughs> And it, it was it was wild because like the camera would cut to you know Matt Jackson, and then and then it would cut to someone else and it would cut back to Matt Jackson. He's in a completely different place fighting someone completely. He's in the concessions. Just yeah, like, he's like two miles down the road. Yeah, just like, in the back of a pickup. He's like in the bushes. It's it's just wild. Like they were moving, they were going they for were, it. They, they, yeah, and there was like immediate blood, and not even like not even like Kenny Omega or John Moxley. It's Rick Knox. Yeah, like immediate. <laughs> He's like, I got you guys. We need blood. I'll take one for the team. <laughs> he blades. And then, yeah. you know, Moxley picks him up and he's like bleeding everywhere. I, listen, I loved it. I know people, people are iffy about ref bumps and like refs yeah. getting involved with things like that. But I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, and the music looping, a nice little callback to, to, to last year. Listen. I was into it. It kept going and going and going, but it got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm done. Like I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to be done. And yeah. you know what happened once I was ready to be done? The Young Bucks, the Young Bucks came in and they said, and it was over. Yeah. It was perfectly and timed. I tweeted, thank you, Young Bucks. <laughs> yeah. Cause we needed that. But this match was full of so many just chaotic things and callbacks yeah. like John Moxley with the poker chip with the barbed wire. Yeah. You know, the poker chip that started the Omega um, Moxley feud, the barbed wire, you know, barbed wire death match. Um, Matt Jackson with his exploding shoes. Which, can we talk about that for a second? Yes. That, it needs I knew own, you wanted to. It needs its own moment. Okay. Listen, he hobbled back into that ring. And I was like, okay, he's going to hit a super kick. Like, we've seen that. And then all of a sudden, like, it just exploded. And I was like, wait, <laughs> what just happened? It scared me. Me too. I wasn't expecting it. I thought, okay, I've, I've never seen an exploding shoe before. Which is not, it's I feel like, an, you know? I feel like that's not an insane thing to say. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not, but he did it, and it was in Moxley's face. Yeah. And I was like, like, I was scared. I was, like, I was scared of that one, that, <laughs> the match, and I was like, oh no, like, not again, not again, not again, but. And poor Matt Jackson, he put his feet through the ringer in the show. Did. He was like, abuse my feet. Like, ruin that. Matt Jackson's wiki feet page <laughs> after Double or Nothing 2023. I like to think it was a compromise. He's like, look, my bicep is kind of healed, um, but maybe not all the way. So, like, stay away from my arms. You can have my feet. <laughs> and they went for it. And I the, the tags ended up being kind of a nuisance in the match because Danielson was doing things and landing in the tax. Yeah. And it was like tax in his hands, tax in his legs, um, which, you know, is the risk you take when you use tax, but the shot of the tax and the heel of Matt Jackson's foot, <sighs> like the mouth, whatever. I'll get yeah. over it. I don't care about that. The heel, something about that was insane. I hope and the exploding okay. shoe. Oh, no. The exploding shit. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> Why? Oh no. <laughs> I saw you and Haley said, oh no. And I just automatically was like, oh God, what happened? 
What, you think you're in trouble or something? No, like, I just... Absolutely not. Jeremy with the run-in, you never know what you're getting. I don't know. Well, listen, I mean, that's that's very true, honestly. You do never know what you're getting. But Ooh. I thought this would be the perfect show because you girls are, are the elite girls. And I'm very angry after last night. I got to say, very yeah. angry over Takeshka and what he has done to mm. the elite and siding with Don Callis and turning on Kenny Omega. And do you know how angry I am? I have, I have this, right? I have this and I am so angry. We're done. We're done with the Cinnabon. Okay. We're done with it. I don't want anything to do with Cinnabon anymore. Takeshka, get it out of here. No more, no more Cinnabon. The Cinnabon boycott. I will not support Cinnabon anymore after Takeshi's action. Oh my. Night. That is that is a statement, Jeremy. Yes. That is really a statement. That's a commitment. That's like that's that a big really sacrifice you're making really for your values. It was really brave. <laughs> I will do it. I I'm I'm elite all the way. The elite, the the elite. I'm with them all the way. Yeah. I will not support the Cinnabon anymore. Done with it. I respect it. I'll jump on board on the boycott. I'll commit right here, right now. No Cinnabon. Thank you. I'll do, I'll do it too. You know? All right. I, I never feel like that was pure pressure. Pure pressure. But you know what? I'm for the cause. I'm glad we're all on the same page. That's it. I thought this would be the proper show to do my Cinnabon boycott. I'm glad you chose us. Of course. You, you, the elite girls. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> Tag Talk, the best show on Fightful Overbooked. Everyone, thank you. Takeshka, get out of here, Takeshka. No Cinnabon. Fighting words. <laughs> Listen, Jeremy's right, guys. Boycott. Yeah. Let them, you know, let them pay for what Takeshita did. That's their boy. You know? And you know what? Should we get into that now that Jeremy kind of, you know, I feel like it was the elephant in the room, Takeshita, and what happened? Sure. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I was reading Kate's comments. I was like, oh, God, Kate. But um, before we do that, I just wanted to say I thought it was funny that Matt Jackson had his little exploding shoe moment and Kenny Omega, when it was his turn to have exploding moments, he's like, we're going to surround the ring in explosives. We're going to blow the whole thing up. I just thought that was funny. But Matt's like, here's my little shoe. But also, Which I love I love because he talked about wanting to do like the flaming shoe and the flaming super kick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, Janela had kind of done something like that um, a couple months back. But I feel like this is really innovative, and I did not expect it. I think it was a really cool moment. Um, yeah, I really liked it. And the pictures uh, that have been posted online from it, they look so mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, and the sneaker fans are really mad. They're so mad. I posted a thing on my Twitter, like Matt Jackson was re- um, put a, posting on his Instagram story articles that sneaker magazines and outlets were writing about it because it's cool. Yeah. And there's fans who were like, um, is this Shawn Michaels' son? Um, so this is called Sweet Chin Music. Um, how could you destroy your shoes like that? Uh, it's really funny. Really funny. So I posted some on my Twitter if you want to look at them. But I just think Matt Jackson alienating, constantly alienating the sneaker fan base. I love how upset so they get. Like, they I really just, do. Like, it's such a good bit. And, like, who cares? Like, if they want to spend their money on expensive shoes and explode them in the ring, like, that's their right. And it's cool. So, 
whatever. Listen, I'm fine with it. But let's get get to Takeshita because I expected Don Callis and Takeshita to be here. Um, just because they haven't really been around and I expected it to happen. And I think once Don Callis turned on Kenny Omega, I think most fans connected Takeshita to the BCC because last July he bled with Mox. He like earned his spot, which my headcanon is that he's been in the BCC this whole time, but like undercover incognito, you know? Yeah. Um, that's mm-hmm. not an excuse to believe whether it's true or not. I don't care. But basically, so the match is going great. You know, the elite are doing elite things. The BCC is bleeding and covering everybody in their blood. Um, and then <clears throat> Don Callis shows up and he jumps up on the apron and he tries to stop Kenny Omega and Kenny Omega's like, oh, I finally get to beat you up. Let's go. But Takeshita's there. Takeshita, the cameraman. Which, which we talked about. <laughs> yeah, we talked about. You can go back and if you didn't see it. Um, and now Takeshita, I, Takeshita is officially BCC, but Wheeler Yuta pins Kenny Omega. I and, thought that was so great for Yuta. Yeah. I love that. And I think, and I, last week I had said that it's like the BCC is like three of the best wrestlers in the world, and Farrell, you know, Wheeler Yuta, yeah, the Farrell little brother. And I'm really glad that he got the pin here over Kenny Omega, especially because I feel like it moves him up into the the space where the other BCC members are, especially because Kenny Omega has beaten Moxley and Omega Danielson was a draw. So now Wheeler Yuta has something that gets him up there, which I really appreciated because he, the BCC isn't recruiting a ton of young people. Like they, the story was supposed to go like it was just Yuta. He's just there. Um, He really needed that. But yeah, Don Callis, Takeshita in the BCC question mark. Don Callis in the BCC is like not for me. But like I said earlier, I love the idea of them just tolerating him because he's so annoying. Yeah. And like gifting Moxley a painting, like the Kenny Omega Don Callis mm-hmm. painting. You know the one I'm talking about? Getting Moxley one, uh, or giving it to Renee. Oh my god. <laughs> There's so many comedic uh, angles to go with it. You know? Yeah, it would be kind of great. Um. But yeah, and I I think it's been interesting because I guess like we've been talking about it for a while and like this kind of happening, but to see the public meltdown online, like I don't know if we were just prepared, like overly prepared for this to happen, but people are so upset. <laughs> I mean, Takeshita, you know, crossed the line. You know, he betrayed his values. Those our hearts. We we got that man over simply because we liked him. You know what? And he was he was great in the ring. And you know what? We cheered for him. And what does he do? He betrays the heart and soul of AEW. Boycott Cinnabon. Yes. That's the moral <laughs> of the story. Boycott Cinnabon. Uh, I love I love Jeremy. Jeremy is so great. You guys like have no idea how great Jeremy is. He's the best. But overall, I feel like Anarchy in the Arena was a highlight of the show. Yeah. Um, the feud continues, of course, because Don Callis and Nikeshta and Kenny Omega and his um mystery Mr. friends. <laughs> I hate us. I that hate was that. that was like the twins in the shining. <laughs> his mystery friends. <laughs> uh, People have like people on Twitter though have had interesting predictions for these mystery friends. Mm-hmm. Like I'm kind of excited about it. I don't know. Th- I don't know. Like 
I don't know if we do this at Forbidden Door, if like we push it, like, because Forbidden Door, I mean, presumably you would want the elite versus, you know, someone in New Japan, but I'm excited about it. I'm glad the feud isn't over, which is like a weird thing because I think a lot of times when we get to pay-per-views, I'm ready for the feuds to be done and like we can wrap the story up and move on. But this one, I'm like, I wouldn't mind if this feud continues through the year. Like but I'm so, so into it. much they could do with it. Like there's so yeah. many single matches, singles matches that they haven't done. Uh, there's so many tag matches that we could still see. Like there's a lot that you could do with it still. Um, yeah, and you could do weeks, uh, literally weeks of the BCC terrorizing the elite because they have the numbers now. They didn't have the numbers because Hangman came back, but now they have the numbers again. And you could do so much of just the elite getting beaten down and like fighting with each other because they're stressed and nervous and they don't know what to do. Um, and whether you bring in Abushi or not, I think fans expect Abushi, but if it's not Abushi, you have to do something to make it clear oh, yeah. it's not Abushi. Um, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm so into it. I really am. And it's weird because I look at something like um, the JAS and Adam Cole, and I'm like, oh God, please be done. But it's it's like, I don't know. There's something, there's something so special about this elite BCC feud. There's something so special about both of these groups, I would say. Um, and I also just love heel Danielson being like, you know, the the wise sage of wrestling, <laughs> like walking around covered in blood, like with, his, you know, looking scraggly like Danielson always does. Yeah. Um, just being absolutely insane. I love it. And Claudio is just, Claudio was great in this match. And Claudio going to New Japan. Oh my God, we didn't even talk about Claudio. Claudio is going to New Japan. He's, well, I mean, it's like a six-man tag, but like Claudio in New Japan opens the door for Claudio doing other things in New Japan. And I'm going to be honest, Put Claudio in the G1. Yes. <laughs> if I was Danielson, Claudio. And it's, again, them not putting Danielson or AW not wanting Danielson in there. I could see them, you know, being iffy about that. But Claudio, listen, stick him in there. Let him have a good run. Moxley got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And if it doesn't happen, I'm writing a letter. I'm going to write a strongly worded letter. To Tony Khan. And also I tweeted this and I'm going to say it just so we stick by it. If Double or Nothing is in Vegas next year, we got to do something, guys. Oh my gosh. We got to organize against that. We were talking about it because I feel like it's just a product of running the same market, right? But there's so many other places that they could do it. Like I saw a lot of people saying Atlantic City, like you could keep the same kind of vibe. Or just, like, anywhere in Jersey, I guess. But Atlantic City. Um, I know Kylie had uh, said Georgia or Atlanta to me. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like, you know, you can kind of flip back and forth between these markets so they don't get stale. And I feel like Vegas is expensive uh, and very touristy and busy and people just don't want to go there. So... <laughs> You know, you're right. So we're saying it now. Um, next year, if it's announced, it's in Vegas. First of all, I know I'm, I'm not even going to get that much into it because I, I don't want to talk about businessy things because <laughs> I just have opinions. But overall, I think Dublin, I think was fine. I think a lot of like the AW is over. AW needs to completely reinvent itself. I think a lot of that is like 
um, just over, you know, over dramatized critiques and annoyingness. You know, Twitter spins itself into these frenzies all the time. I think this is one of those examples. It was fine. AW is not dead. AW does not need to reinvent itself. I think there are issues creatively. Um, but AW has like a whole new creative team. And it's like every week we're getting a report that some other wrestler is like advising Tony Khan. So it's like, obviously there's going to be issues and they have to solve them. But there's a lot of promise in AW. I'm not mad about it. We're going to be fine. Everyone just needs to take a deep breath and just live with it. Just shh. Oh, I love that. Very like meditative, you know? I like it's very that. Mellow. We could do like ASMR. Like I could critique AW and just like ASMR it. People would pay for that, probably. I don't know if I would want them to. <laughs> Something about that feels a little bit weird. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm a little bit like weirded out about that, not gonna lie. I do like ASMR cameos. And I'm like, hello. I love ASMR. So. I don't. It freaks me out. Really? Like, someone whispers, and I, like, feel like they're on me. But is it just, like, the voice whispers, or, like, can you do, like, the other sounds, like, tapping? You know? I love I love present wrapping, like, the sounds of paper folding. Yeah. I love um, knives on a cutting board. I love mm -hmm. that, just, like, so rhythmic. And I love, um, maybe not, like, keyboard clicks, but, like, clicks. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love those. But, like, anything with the mouth. Like, I know people like the chewing like ones. Chewing. I'd rather die. Although, I do like the slime ones, where they put, like, the slime and stuff over the mic. Like, I like the, like, popping. I don't know, it just itches something in my brain. I do like slime videos. Like, you know on TikTok, where there'll be, like, a story time or something, and then a slime video? I love yeah. those. Because <laughs> my brain you can just zoom in on- you page, Kylie? <laughs> it's, it's for the ADHD folks. Really is. For the ADHD folks, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just how it is. But don't expect an ASMR channel anytime soon, guys. <laughs> I don't know if I could do it. Moral of the story, basically. Moral of the story. Uh, did we talk about everything we wanted to talk about? I think so, yeah. Wow, I'm what an efficient little show. And look, we got it done in a little over an hour, but you know what? Last week was two, so. Listen, and we could talk. We could keep talking about the Elite, but like, I don't know if people want a two-hour Elite show. <laughs> Do you guys, if you want a two-hour elite show, let us know, and we can do that for you. Uh, I don't know how, I don't Listen, know. all I'm saying is, and I'm just- Oh my god, we can talk about the butterfly jeans! <gasps> oh! <laughs> okay, what can I say before we get to that? Yeah. Um, when Ibushi shows up, I need you guys to know that Charlie, she's the other elite girly, um, is definitely coming on Tag Talk for that. And it probably will be two hours, so... We're a special breed, and when that happens, we have to band together. There's no one like me, you, and Charlie when it comes to this stuff. It's just insanity. But, like, we're always right. Which is the funniest part of it all. Yeah. But, anyway, Hangman, Butterfly Jeans. Jeez. Way back when, <gasps> Hangman wore Butterfly Jeans. Haley and I went crazy over it. Haley wrote an article. It's on her Twitter. Go find it. You tweeted it, right? I did. I tweeted it yesterday too. Um, oh yeah, yes, okay. sure. go find it. Go read it. It was incredible. But this that was back when the hung bucks were like maybe reuniting, maybe not. And yeah. tag talk was insane. But yes. Hangman shows up. First of all, he comes out with the elite to carry on. Incredible. Um, he gets into the ring. Him and Kenny Omega are looking at each other, singing to each other. Yes. 
And I look down and Hegman has butterflies on his jeans. And so I'm like, Haley, oh my God, it's butterflies. And then I go back to, you know, because I want to get a picture of the butterflies to show Haley that there actually are butterflies. There's five butterflies. <laughs> last time, okay. The last time I brought this up on Tag Talk, what was it? Like last August, I think. And I brought this up and people were like, Haley, you sound insane. And I was like, I know I do. But like, I also know that they do this stuff on purpose. And then I was like, oh, okay, maybe it wasn't. But then, you know what? Last night really solidified it for me. And I was like, you know what? He did that for us. He really did. He really did. Um, I loved it. And I loved that, well, first of all, they weren't matching, which I, I kind of want to see, like, matching gear. Um, but I did like that the Bucks kind of had, like, the golden, like, tassely fringe. I like, shout out to Denise Cutler, by the way. That gear... Probably some of my favorite Young Bucks gear that she's done so far, mm -hmm. uh, next to the All Out gear uh, last year. But anyways, I liked that they had the fringe, the matching fringe with Hangman. Love that. Love that little detail. It's listen. We could we could do a whole fashion analysis of these, um, but it was it was a lot. It was it was a lot of fun to see Hangman like back with the Elite. Yeah. Uh, he took like off the eye patch, which. I don't know. Ken Kenny was dressed as like Captain Canada. Yeah. And Hangman was giving me Thor vibes. That's I'm just saying. I mean, I mean, Kenny did say on I think it was last week's BTE or something, he called him uh Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. With the eye patch. So you know what? Maybe they're just the Avengers. <laughs> I think that's I think that's what we're going for. I think it really is. I'm into it. Which is, I mean, that makes Abushi. Bucky Barnes. Oh my God! There's, there's. Oh my God! We cannot talk about this right now. We'll go for four more hours. <laughs> we have to do a whole elite Marvel analysis crossover now. Listen, I feel. Oh my God, my mind is spinning. I am connecting the dots, <laughs> and it's like, oh, oh my God, Nick Jackson is Hulk, and Matt is mm. Iron Man, because he's just, he's just, you know, fights and bites. Well, and you know what, too. Matt has talked about, um, you know, all of the, like, stuff that he's gotten, um, gotten, you know, injected and stuff into him. So, you know what? That makes sense. Or, yeah. You know what? Okay. You're following it. You're, you're seeing the A video. little. <laughs> Listen, Nick can't be anybody but Hulk. Okay. Not be, just because he's, like, he just, he's just there to, like, murder. Well, and you know what? I get it, too, because, like, there's Bruce and then there's hope right so like, yeah there's feral nick and then there's like everyday nick i get it, you I, get it last, I think it was last week when you made a joke what if nick like knows everything that's going on and he just pretends he doesn't <laughs> it's Bruce very cool. yeah. you know what we, we, this. we really did oh my god <laughs> and, and, and <laughs> And it probably has nothing whatsoever to do with the Avengers, but like no, I'm gonna just, believe we're it. just being stupid. <laughs> we really are being stupid, but you know what? That's part of the fun of wrestling, I feel like. Absolutely. And Cody Rhodes is Homelander. <laughs> um <laughs> oh, the good old days. Anyway, uh I loved their entrance. I loved seeing them all come out together. 
seeing them in a lineup together again made me shed tears. And I'm not even trying to be dramatic. But, like, I kind of did. <laughs> I kind of did, too. It's okay. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad I wasn't alone. Listen, it's like when the Elite returned and they did carry on, I yeah. sobbed. Full-on sobbed. You can ask you can ask Jackie from Elite POV. Any, anyone from Elite POV, because they were sitting next to me. I sobbed the whole time. I couldn't even watch the match because I was crying. Um, and I'm not embarrassed about it. And then this time it's like carry on again. And it's like a significant moment. Of course I cried. But I I was really, really pleased with it. I love the elite and the symbolism and the effort they put into the story. And I'm excited for the next chapter. Yes. Um, and I also wanted to say I wrote a part two to the butterfly thing. Um, I was literally up until like 3.30 in the morning just typing away at my computer. So I wrote a part two. Um, kind of everything from last August to now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a little bit of the future um, and like the possibility of Ibushi coming in. And I talked about um, kind of how Hangman wears these pants with the butterflies um, when there's like a big turning point in the story. Like last time it was kind of the rebirth of uh, his relationship, his brotherhood, you know, with the Bucks. Now... <laughs> It's interesting, you know, they're reunited, um, Takesha, Dawn, turned, like, what's next, you know? Uh, so I kind, of like, I kind of like that he does that. I don't know if that's intentional or not, or if I'm just reading too much into that, but I kind of like, I'm gonna believe that in my head, okay? In my head canon, that's why he wears those. <laughs> and, well, it has to be, because he never wears them any time else. And there are five butterflies, so, like, is it a bushi? It has to be. A big turning point in the story. Exactly. Listen. <laughs> when I saw those five butterflies, because I was expecting four, and I was like, oh, man. Five. I, was like, I was like, wait. One, two, three, four, five. I'm just saying. I wasn't That's wearing exactly my glasses, so I couldn't see, and then Kylie told me that, and I started spiraling from then on. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> I just meant it. Miles away, but I could feel the energy. It was really bad. Anyways. Um, do you have any final thoughts? <sighs> my final thoughts. Honestly, I don't. <laughs> I, I think I, I think I said all my uh, kind of final thoughts throughout the episode. Um, but they just weren't final, you know. If the fifth butterfly was Takeshita, I would oh, I don't even want to think about um, that. I'll cry. <laughs> also, your first time seeing you two. Can't wait for the next show. Yeah. Thank you. Um, we have a really great community here, guys. And I just want to yeah. say that. Very positive. Uh, we love it. It's the best part of our week, generally. Yeah. And I feel like, listen, sometimes, you know, you get some bad people in the chat. But I love that you guys, you make sure everybody knows that they're bad people if they're ever in there. And I love that about you guys. Uh, and then I just block them and we move on. But we really do love you guys. And I love that you sit here and listen to us ramble. <laughs> Especially for the last 20 minutes. <laughs> listen, so sometimes I listen to other wrestling podcasts and they're like so business and like so concise and stuff. And Tag Talk is like just insane. It's like butterflies and rainbows. And <laughs> and then it like it's doom and gloom and crying. And then it's like, oh my God. But actually, Kenny Omega is baby girl. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and you guys just love it. 
<laughs> and you know, I, I love it too. I love that we've created this community and there's no judgment. It's a judgment free zone. You know, we all kind of accept each other's opinions and viewpoints and all that kind of stuff. And I really, I really appreciate that. Yeah. I kind of interrupted your final thoughts. I didn't but... have any, so it's okay. Oh, okay. So, oh, well, I mean, you can do your plugs and then I'll do my final thoughts and plugs. Okay. Well, you know, you guys can follow me on Twitter um, at Haleyann underscore. Um, yeah, uh, I'm finishing. I'm finalizing stuff for the cookbook and I did find out that it's going to be on Amazon. So uh, I will post the link when that's live, um, but we're kind of finalizing the edits and stuff for that right now. But I'll let you guys know. Um, I'm also working on something this week. I've been teasing it for a couple weeks, I know, but this week it's going to happen. So stay tuned to my Twitter for that too. Um, Yeah, pretty much just follow me on Twitter (laughs) for basically anything I'm doing because I always tweet. My final thoughts are double or nothing was not as bad as you guys made it. As some people made a team. Yes. I'm really excited for the future of AW. Let's go for Bidendora. You can follow me on Twitter at Fuller underscore Kylie. It was everything I'm doing there. Um, there are some things that I don't know when they're coming out, but I filmed a couple things this week with other people. So I'll tweet yes. about them. You can find them there. Um, and also this is Fightful Overbooked. If this is your first time on Fightful Overbooked, hi. There's so many great shows on this channel. Like, you just go explore, and you'll find, like, the most, in my opinion, the most incredible wrestling media available. Like, Fightful Overbooked is my favorite place. It's such a, and we're all just great people, and it's such a close group. So subscribe to Fightful Overbooked. Um, and welcome to Tag Talk. This is a show we normally talk about tag team wrestling. This was a little chaotic because we are, uh, you know, big, big elite fans and we spiral, but that's okay because (laughs) we do it every week. Uh, But we cover, you know, tag team wrestling in general across promotions, not just AEW. So if you liked that sort of thing, subscribe to Fight Overbooked, like this video, and comment below. Tell me your thoughts. I want to know. Well, first of all, I want to know do you think the fifth butterfly was Abushi or Takeshita? That's important. And also, hashtag boycott Cinnabon. Let's start the movement. Let's get it going. Tweet it on Twitter. Let the people know how you feel. We're starting a movement. Um, all that being said, Tag Talk is live Monday, every every Monday, 3 p.m. on Fightful Overbooked. Uh, yeah. I think, did I cover everything in the plug? Yeah. Live You're the master Monday. of the plug, you know? You really are. Yeah, I, and it's like I'm on autopilot, so when I finish it, my brain is like, did it go well? Did I do it? <laughs> uh, just follow us both on Twitter and you'll always get everything you need. If you you'll never miss a tag talk if you're following us. You'll never miss us on a show. Um, we talk about our shows, everything we do all the time on Twitter because we genuinely just love doing it and it's a lot of fun. So you'll never miss anything. Thank you guys so much for joining us and being the best community ever. Uh you guys are just honestly the best, and we will see you next week. Bye.